What's up, Dunwoody? The podcast has a crazy few days ahead. The day I'm releasing this, we're recording two more shows, and we have a photo shoot with Katie from uh, Discover Dunwoody in the afternoon at the Sproul Center, then another at Brook Run. Then Thursday is the State of the City at the new Crown Plaza at Ravinia. Shout out to Jennifer Betcher for getting us seats at the circle tables this year. Last year, I sat in the back with the common folk in my jeans. Since then, IHG has turned the Ravinia into the nicest, most upscale Crown Plaza in the world, so I might have to dress up a little bit this time. My name is Matt Weber. My co-host name is Justin Dyke from PoolDews.com. Our sponsor is Village Orthodontics. You can find all of our information and more at whatsupdunwitty.com. But really, the key takeaways are Matt sells homes, Justin collects dues, Brett straightens teeth. Matt sells homes, Justin collects dues, Brett straightens teeth. With the Georgetown Pedestrian Bridge officially opening today, this is perfect timing for the second part of our conversation with Joe Seconder from Bike Walk Dunwoody. Hope that's why you're here. Whatever brought you here, we're glad you're listening. If you get anything from our content today, be sure to share it. You know your friend that never takes that one AirPod out of their ear? Yeah, text them this episode. Or you've got that one buddy who's always on his bike? He'd eat this up. Dude probably already knows Joe. Sharing is caring, y'all. Here's the show. What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. Absolutely. You know, and, and you look at this uh, Path 400 and so on. The, let's talk about regional trails and connectivity, right? Let's go on Google Maps, click on that bicycling layer, Atlanta, zoom out, 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 out. And you'll see these lines, these green lines. You'll see some lines up in, in Cumming, uh, in Forsyth County. You'll see lines, obviously, the Silver Comet. You'll see part of the Beltline loop inside the city of Atlanta. A lot of little green squiggly lines in Atlanta. You'll see a line out to Stone Mountain. And then you'll see these missing links, these nodes. So two, three miles here, two, three miles there. And all of a sudden, right, you can start having a huge connected network. So there's an advocacy group in uh, Smyrna, for example, uh, Connect the Comet. They've been running a local grassroots effort there for the last several years of uh, getting CSX rail line to abandon the rail line that they own uh, where the Silver Comet begins today in over to the Chattahoochee River, and then into the city of Atlanta. And um, Where does know, it begin today, sorry? It begins off of the uh, east-west connector. It's it's Smyrna. It's Atlanta oh, Road, Smyrna. 285. Get around over there. Yeah. Okay. Right? Um, and then it heads to Anniston, Alabama. It's 66 miles. And uh, the PATH Foundation, led by Ed McBrayer, shout out to Ed and the PATH Foundation, started that back when we were doing the Olympics. And that was part of the effort of you know building that out. They built a Stone Mountain Trail as well. So Path Foundation is a nonprofit, public-private, right? They get some great donors, the Cox Foundation, Cox Enterprises, Cox Communications. Those guys, a big, big uh, uh, donator do- donation there and so on. So, so the Connect the Comet, Connect that trail, Silver Comet down in Atlanta. Um, now we've got this thing called the Path 400 Trail. So Buckhead. And that is the... Silver Comet people, right? Isn't the yeah. same folks doing it? Yeah. But doing yeah. the work? Yeah, they're doing, they happen to be doing that work. It, it didn't have to be them, but they are. Okay. So they're partnering with Georgia DOT. Extremely difficult and costly to retrofit in that such a tight area to put in a trail, right? Mm-hmm. So they're looking, they're, it's Georgia-owned, DOT-owned easement rights of land that they have for the 400 path, right, 400 uh, highway. And they're finding these ways. They're twisting around, making these connections, right? Yeah, of building out. So it's going to come from you know the Lindbergh Marta Station and where 400 and I-85 connect 
I'm a couple long, a long 400 that corridor, and they're building out segments. It's like a five miles there, up to uh, uh, Lourdes Drive um, Avenue, which is uh, you know, heading north into Buckhead. Remember where the toll roads, the toll booths used to be on 400. 400. So that trail's going to go just south of there, and it's going to end, and then. They've got maybe another, almost another mile to get the city limits of Atlanta. Okay, so so before we even connect to that extra mile to the city limits of Atlanta and Sandy Springs boundary, there's going to be a five-mile trail, and that's going to be built on the next couple of years. Now, how do we build and go from there, and how do we get? Hey, let's be selfish. I am. I want to ride. I, Joe Second, I want to ride with my wife on a trail to all Atlanta. the way. To Atlanta, I want to go to Pond City Market and go have a food in the food court. I want to go to uh, Lady Bird and eat eat lunch on the Beltline or Rathbun Steak. Right. Eventually, you, you have to teach her how to ride a bike, though. Ah, she can ride. My <laughs> wife Kathleen can ride a bike. She's pretty darn confident. Slow. I mean, I'm pardon. I don't mean the bad. <laughs> you know, she's you know, take it nice and easy. But she's very confident. She's ridden with me all over. Could she pop a wheelie? No, no. But I t- <laughs> can uh, you pop a wheelie? <laughs> I think I'd just fall backward. <laughs> the best vacation we ever did when we were living over in Europe, I'll tell you what, um, we did a bike trip vacation and I didn't go through a tour company, but I looked at different routes and we took them. This is kind of pre-Google Maps days, Michelin Maps. You go to Europe and we did the Loire River Valley and Michelin Maps, they, they grade their roads by, they, they color code the, the roads or streets by white, uh, green and yellow. And white is the slowest back roads, country lanes. And then, and then uh, your yellow would be like your Mount Vernons and your greens would be like your highways, right, expressway. So we found a route white and it was flat. And it was along the river and we did, we did a circular route and we didn't even have our luggage. We had our luggage shipped with a, a taxi. So we, we had a taxi go from A to B to C and it would be delivered the next day. And we just rode maybe, the furthest we went one day was 20 miles, the furthest. And we go into chateau to chateau, vineyard to vineyard, and village to village. And it was a beautiful time. And, and it was a seven day. And I'm, the furthest we went again was 20 miles. And guess what? I rode my bike last night uh, from Mellow Mushroom, part of Dunwoody Cycling, to his net ride. And we did, you know, 26 miles yeah. in like two hours, you know? So, but it was a great time, right? And, and I say, why can't we do that here in Georgia? I, I look at vacations. I go down to 30A. All right, you know, look at where, you, where do I go? Where do I spend my money for vacations? Hilton Head, okay, they've got some nice trails there, but I can't really, it's, but 30A, Grayton Beach and stuff, uh, Seaside, that's 18-mile side path along that, that highway. Mm-hmm. 18 miles each way. It's wonderful because kids and families and it's recreational, right? And that's where they have that barrier that no kid's going to see a ladybug and wander off to the road. It's it's 20 feet away from the road. It's yeah. way off to the side. It's oh, asphalt. Okay. It right. may be an eight-foot-wide paved asphalt, but it's way away from the – because they got the right-of-way, the space. But it, but but I go – I look at where I can vacation. I went out to Jackson Hole last summer, I, my day job. My wife, Kathleen, let me stay over a weekend, and I went to Jackson Hole Line Road. I did an 80-mile ride one day. Yeah, that was a lot. I had a big lunch and a big dinner. <laughs> I had rhubarb pie, best rhubarb pie I've ever had, and ice cream <laughs> and to boat. All to pasta. Boat. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but it was all on these side paths and trails. They have built this whole valley out of side paths and trails. Can I ask you, when you go to these places, where do you rent a bike? Where do you rent a nice bike from? Yeah, you just look up the local bike shops. Because you're not going to get one that I rent. (laughs) (laughs) Just a local bike shop, right? And you want something that's just a a lighter weight with a lot of gearing meant for you um, and so on. Yeah. 
But, okay. but back to the regional. So we are going to have this Path 400 coming up, up along 400. So Sandy Springs, you know, Fulton County got this transportation SPLOS, T-SPLOS. They, they, they voted for like three-fourths of a penny sales tax for like five years or so. Um, don't know the low level, but there's this project list, and it's all of the above. Roads, bridges, infrastructure, bike trails as well, pass. So Sandy Springs has earmarked something like $20 million to build the rest of that Path 400 trail up to 285. It's, it's a lot of money, I, in, in my opinion. So they're doing this uh, engineering design right phase right now, and I don't know the low level, but about a year ago they posted an update that they're doing neighborhood meetings. Again, so this is very, you know, hey, you got to be very sensitive, right, because they're people's homes, mm -hmm. right, and so on. They're being a little more sensitive, in my opinion, than GDOT is in putting those express lanes in because yeah. that's kind of like, well, we're going to do it. Yeah, I was about to say, they're just, yeah. Yeah, they're just telling folks yeah. what's happening. So they're having neighborhood meetings and, and low level, and they're going to do this engineering, and they're going to design building that path all the way up to 285. And then and then we're going to get through 285. We'll talk to you that in a second. And then where, where, how are we going to go from Dunwoody to get to, to Beltline? So you're going to go up off of Peachtree Dunwoody. They're going to have a trail paralleling off of Peachtree Dunwoody, not on the road, up to Hammond. And then on Hammond, you're going to take a right. And they're going to be a separate, it's going to be called a cycle track. What that is, is you're going to have a separate buffered space for bikes only going to Ashford Dunwoody. Okay, it might it'd probably be like five foot wide. That's going to be built along Hammond. And then there's a big wide sidewalk as well. So you're not mixing bikes and pedestrians on that type of facility. That's important when you're getting in built up urban environment. You go on a Beltline on Piedmont Park, east side, on a weekend, it's crazy, right? Because it's bikes and peds and scooters and everything and dogs and leashes and this, you know, it's crazy. So you're going to go on Hammond Drive. Now now what, Now what? you're going to hang a left on Ashford Dunwoody. What are they doing? And that's going to be built in the next year along Perimeter Mall on that side. They're going to build that trail. It's like 12 feet wide, isn't it? Yeah, 12-foot wide sidewalk, basically, multi-use trail along Ashford Dunwoody on the Perimeter Mall side. Save the trees. Thank you. P.S. Thank you, Dunwoody, for adding and enhancing our tree ordinance because the Perimeter Mall wanted to cut down all those big trees there. Yeah. And city changed their ordinance for commercial only, not private owned residents, but commercial that you, you need to check with the city to, before you do that. So that'll be nice shaded in the summer to ride along there underneath the shade trees. That's going to go right up. over the geese pond. <laughs> exactly. Not, not that far. Now, this is just in front of Perimeter Mall. Oh, I, thought, I heard it was going all the way up to City Hall now. Yeah. Well, hold your breath. That's going to take a longer time. Okay. So that's just going to get you. Got to tear down the Wild Wing first. Yeah. No, now you can just get a Big Mac. You'll be able to go to McDonald's. Okay. Okay. So well, the or, kids will like that. Or Capitol Grill, you know. There's a yeah. lot of people walking around that area, though. I think that's needed. I mean. Absolutely. And then what you can do is you can hang a right, a kitty corner from there. Uh, it's Perimeter Center West, Perimeter Center East. Then you can hang a right there. You go on a bike lane, cut it back through, and then you can get to the new boardwalk the new the boardwalk the boardwalk the one that's going to go to old spring house that's how you'd go on a bike lane on that little small road and that's a quieter softer road and then you just cut across on the trail there in the new new townhomes so that's the way you would do it and that's going to happen in the next you know couple of years well well we've got to wait for the sandy springs to build up but that's the way you'd go now let's continue on ashford dunway going north city just uh approved budget for design, engineering design on Ashford Dunwoody, basically from the McDonald's up to Mount Vernon. So, you know, 
that's going to open up a whole other can of worms of how much room do they have? Is it public right away? Do they have to buy land? Do they have to have easements? Are they going to have to move street lamps and all sorts of stuff, right? It's a lot of retrofitting, mm-hmm. right? It's just not going to happen overnight. Um, but that, that's a key part, though, too. I mean, you got to get That'll be a key part, but, you know, yeah. it's uphill. Uphill to Mount Vernon. So guess what? You can help those e-bikes, right? You heard about the e-bikes where you get get a little motor assist, right? And the and the battery technology has come way increased so much better. So you can you can get that's the to me that's the um, leveler, right? I I don't need an e-bike, but why not, right? It'll, do you make fun of people assist. that do have an e-bike? Not at all. I just I went out. Dig this. I just started a new job. Okay. Um, it's you a, make fun of people with e-bikes. I know it. you and your bike. I, when I see an e-bike, I'm going to speed up. I don't want them passing <laughs> me, man. I'm going to keep on going. You will. I'm going to go. You. I'm going to earn it. My legs are more powerful than your motor. <laughs> I'm going to earn it. Then I can drink another beer. Yeah. Have another piece of pizza. More carb loading. But yeah, no, it's an equalizer. I went out. I just started a new job uh, a few weeks ago. Bay Area IT company. big uh, Number four best employee company to work for, by the way. What's the name of the company? It's called Workday. That's awesome the name of the company? company? Workday, man. I work for Workday. Yeah. Um, it's a SaaS software as a solution, software uh, as a service solution, uh, large and medium-sized enterprise government and, and, and offices, uh, companies. So back office, financial, accounting. So I, so I sent my e- email to my new manager. I said, okay, we're flying out to our headquarters in Pleasanton. I'm going to have new hire orientation. He's going to stay with me for a few days. When do I fly back? Oh, I'll just fly back the next day. And I said, I sent him an email, kind of joking. Well, why don't we just... Stay for an extra day or take the red eye back. Let's go rent bikes in the Presidio. Let's ride across the Golden, Golden Gate, have lunch in Sausalito, take the ferry back and, and see the sea lines on Pier you know, 39, right? And he sent me an email back. Yeah, let's do it. And then don't take the red eye. Let's spend the night on the company dime and have dinner in, in San Francisco too. I'm like, oh, twist my arm. <laughs> yeah, this is my third day at this new company, by the way. And so he came out and he went out. I said, you don't need an e-bike. He's like 40 years old. Here, I'm 56, right? You know, and, and he's like 40 years old. I said, you don't need an e-bike. Come on, you can do it. There's the little hills getting up to the, to the bridge. He needed the e-bike. I'm glad he chose it because, yeah. Despite your recommendations. Because I had to grind it. There were some st- steep places. As the boss, you can't leave him. You know? No way, no way. So e-bikes are going to be great. So so let's go back to you know connecting these short nodes, right? Where I I want to I live over by Jet Ferry and Dunwoody Club, and just the two miles to go to Dunwoody Village, right? Why not just be able to go there to go to Village Burger or to go to shops or go to a restaurant, even go to the grocery store if you get a basket or whatever, right? Why not be able to connect these small nodes? We've got these villages to connect to. They're only two miles, and honestly, if you really really like say ten miles an hour, okay. Who's a jogger? Who runs? What, what's that? What's that pace? Yeah, ten miles, easy. Ten minute mile. Ten minute miles. So like two two miles. So so biking. Let's say even fifteen minutes, right? Okay, and you may get there in a car in like eight nine minutes, really, and then you got to find a parking spot. So think about that. Just to jump on the bike, go. You don't worry about parking. You're right there at the front door, and wow, you know. Just these transformational things. So I look at this this generational shift where you know, when I came in here, I was great to see people asking for these things. We've got some real visionary plans on the books. It's implementing them. Shout out to Michael Smith. Shout out to our council that do, does fund and, and is investing in this. I wish it was a little more. I wish you could do some bond. I wish you could really do some uh, visionary things for, you know, why wait another generation, you know, uh, of kids? But, you know, 
the glass is half full, that's for sure. Joe, yeah. it sounds like you should be a council member. <laughs> hey, I, I just go back to this. Be involved, be engaged, right? Um, uh, being on council, running for council, you, you need to talk to my wife first, right? I, I definitely have a passion. You know, people see this national politics. How are you you're going to change things in Washington? Eh. You can change things at your local zip code. Absolutely. You know, we've got seven people on council. You've got to collaborate. And I have never served on council. I cannot cast a vote, but you can have uh, an opinion, and but you can have uh, effect change, right, by bringing coalitions. So it's just not me and the spandex riders. I'm, I'm getting retirees in there. I'm getting people that are doing medical rehab. I'm getting uh, parents with, with young children to show up for these things and, and casual folks to, 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 to advocate. You know, we you go back. people like me on digital. Absolutely. Putting out your stuff. Golf cart enthusiasts. Right. I mean, look at in the in the 60s, uh, we had like 70% of kids were walking or riding to school. Seriously, it was that that much. You know, I, I graduated high school in 1980, so I'm kind of 70s child of schools. And, and, and the sidewalks weren't even built in these neighborhoods, right? I mean, it was just you had to drive a car everywhere. Dead-end cul-de-sacs, right? Imagine along Dunwoody Village. Those are all dead-end cul-de-sacs. How do you get to the village? You gotta, you, you gotta either trespass, go across somebody's backyard, informal. There's informal trails already, right? And there might be a hole in the in the fence. Why not build that officially? Why not allow that to happen? Dead in cul-de-sacs. Why not having more kids walking and riding to schools? Uh, to me, that's the nirvana. When I see it's safe for kids walking and riding to school on a daily basis, not just once a year or a big event where we're gonna have a, have a you know a band playing for you. To me, perfect world, it should be a non-event. It should be safe and just not even thinking anything of it. When, when you say, oh, did you ride your bike here? I'm like, did you drive here? <laughs> you know, it's, are you a driver? Oh, yes, everybody's a driver, right? So, yeah, um, it's, it's the glasses half full, too. You know, I'll just say I'm really happy with Dunwoody and the progress that we've had, um, being financially conservative, fiscally responsible um, uh, com- community. Um, we have led the way, you know, we talk about there's an initiative that's called Bike Friendly Community. We can get a, a, de- a national designation, a feather in our cap, and it would be listed on a database, and the Convention and Visitors Bureau can put it out there. Companies can put it out there. Uh, realtors could put that out there to say, hey, we are nationally recognized as a bike-friendly community. Just like what happened with our financing recently. Yeah, it's great awards. We are a, a tree-friendly city. You know, We've got these other designations. We're transparent city and so on. Roswell is a bike-friendly community. Alpharetta is, Peachtree City is, Milledgeville uh, is, Atlanta is as well. But if you, I'm, I'm going to say shout-out to my friends in Roswell, but but I don't see kids riding to school in Roswell. I don't see people riding their bikes to Canton Street to eat, eat, eat dinner and, uh, on Canton Street. I don't see people riding across Holcomb Bridge <laughs> going east to west in Roswell. I don't, you know, I... Bless, bless their heart for what they've tried, but they're really sprawled out. And we are very compact. And we've got these nodes, these ridge lines that were Indian trails. Mount Vernon was an Indian trail. Shambly Dunwoody, etc. Tilly Mill. We have a, a network. Even though we have dead-end cul-de-sac neighborhoods, if you get out to one of those nodes, then you can connect, right? So what is a bike-friendly community and what would it take to get there? We, we, we could be there very shortly. It's, uh, it's, it's engineering. We grade an A on building out our bike lanes, on putting our trails in, putting in sidewalks, traffic calming, and so on. Um, education, 
we need to do a little bit more of educating drivers, motorists, pedestrians, people that are out there walking, uh, enforcing as well, enforcing with our police, um, encouraging, doing a little bit of encouragement, bike to school day, bike, bike to work day, and so on. Um, and then we have to do an actually um, evaluating where we are in the numbers and counts and seeing where we are. But we could become a bike-friendly community very easily. Um, we could just get that designation um, and, and continue building out in that network. Um, so it'd be really nice to just to get that as well. Well, I love the idea of uh, doing something official with those cul-de-sac trails where people have already said, hey, this is cool, because there is one of those in my neighborhood, and I've always thought, like, we need to actually have a sign there that tells people that, listen, this, this is going to take you, you know, to this part, and it's going to cut off going all the way up, in this particular case in Georgetown, going all the way up Chateau and then coming back down Old Springhouse Lane. And a lot of people don't know about it because there's just not, a, I guess, a wayward sign is the, is the terminology there. But if the city could, could pony up a few bucks for, hey, just put a sign Well, in, that bridge, know? I wouldn't have thought that your neighborhood would want people going through the the neighborhood all the time. Well, so that, what's but funny, they've seemed to embrace it, and yeah, everybody in the neighborhood's excited about it. Well, and somebody said to me yesterday, are, "Are you worried about crime down there?" And it's like, well, no, because people aren't walking into a house, stealing a TV, and then walking out onto a, a pedestrian path. You know, they're going to drive into the neighborhood, get the TV, and drive out. You know. So, right. And they're not allowed to drive across the bridge, so. Well, there's yeah. that. Yeah. And they can run with the TV across the yeah. bridge, but yeah. it's hard you're going to gonna be there selling your CDs and catch them, right? <laughs> yeah, with my hippie blanket on the boardwalk. <laughs> there's actually statistics to show that it's actually safer when there are more people out walking. I bet. When you're out of your car, there's more eyes out on the road. There's more eyes in the neighborhood. They're seeing more things, and it's safer, actually. You know, the city had um, a little hiccup when they were doing one of their trail plans, and they, they were initially proposing putting trails along the high power lines as well. Um, so if you look at a map and you zoom out, if you have Morgan Falls Dam over in Roswell to our east, a uh, west, and then the, the high power lines actually connect, bisect through Dunwoody and go over to Winters Chapel and go to, um, you know, out toward uh, Peachtree uh, Corners. And um, everybody knows them as the Kingsley power lines. Yeah, yeah. If you're from Kingsley, hmm, that's what that's I know. Right. There you go. I know them as the Austin power right. lines. Wait a minute, are we talking about the same power right. lines? Mount now let's let's break that down real quick. Austin Elementary School, when they were first built out, there is an actual trail. There is a path that connects from a neighborhood between two private residential homes for children to walk to Austin Elementary through the power lines across there. I've is that, that a Dunway Trail or is that a neighborhood no, trail? No, it's just a neighborhood trail that's been built out, you know, 30 years ago, whenever, right? See, I would love to have, you know, the kids walk past my house, but I think some people might not. Yeah, well, you can build privacy fences and do other buffers and landscape things like that. So that was built out. It was there when the subdivision was first built out. There's people that know the history more than I do. Um, tell, tell us about the power line thing. Yeah, um, yeah. That was that we've kind of touched on that in previous podcasts. Yeah, we've but, heard right. about it. So there, it was a huge controversy because every single homeowner owns the land. Mm -hmm. It's not Georgia Power. Georgia Power doesn't own that land. They have easement to that land, which is a good deal for them because they didn't have to buy it, right? All but right. Um, it's, it's so every homeowner that abuts that high power line owns all the way to that center of that line. And then Georgia Power has an easement to get in there and do the maintenance and so on. So It's just uh, such a perfect place for a trail, though. You know, there, there's... A hundred yards wide, you know? Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy great. And, um, 
you know, there's some topography issues in certain certain segments. Um, and this is this is what this is what Joe Sanger would do. I would go over to Austin Elementary, and I would just do a what's the shortest little node that we could do as a temp as a as a first phase. Let it percolate like we did at Brook Run, right? So I would look over by where Austin Elementary is um, by Roberts Drive, and I would go back and just do like a quarter mile. Go and talk with those 20 homeowners on each side. Take your time. Get their buy-in. We are not looking at doing eminent domain. We don't want to take the land, but we would, you know, buy it. And, and, and I'll take it even to this further step. If you're a property owner that you say, no way in hell I'm ever going to let the city come back and put a trail on my line, let me ask you this. Would you sign over if you were to move or die in that event, then allow the city have that right? So guess what? In 100 years, the city could build that trail. Mm-hmm. Just by the mere fact of people dying and moving. The fact that people will die, people will move. It's a harsh reality. So talk about the long run game. Yeah, that would be by default. I would go back to all of those hundreds and hundreds of homeowners and ask them to sign that off if you move or if you die. Is this okay? Right? No, I'm going to send it to my heirs and let them deal with it, my trust. <laughs> But so that but anyway you find a little part and you take your time you talk to neighbors and you make it nice and quiet and it's really informal contra- non-controversial and you you let it percolate and you get a couple neighborhood champions you're not outsiders and you just build that one little bitty segment and you let it happen but that is a huge project because you got to get all these easements from hundreds of owners and that was a top-down issue uh, effort and I think that the engagement and the outreach just f- fell through the cracks and the word imminent domain was was heard just came on too fast and oh people my got God. scared came on too fast and there were literally it was at to- pitchforks and torches Sorry. attending at city council I have a video where 300 people showed up and it was they're screaming mad and they were calling for recall vote recall votes and we wouldn't have throw these people out of office yeah so well i've tried to sell those houses at kingsley before and they don't sell because they're on a power line and if you put a trail behind their house i mean that's way better than a power line the power line will still be there but yeah the power line isn't going away right so why not make it better yeah again i would go back to going finding neighbor go it's outreach to the local neighborhoods find some people that are interested that will support it, and then you just work with them. And if it takes five years, it takes five years. Or if right? it takes a hundred years. If it but, takes a hundred, no, it's a good way of looking at it. It just—it's the long game, and 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 imagine connecting that all the way to Morgan Falls Dam, and then you know Sandy Springs had had a Sandy Springs Conservancy led an effort to put a pedestrian bridge across the Chattahoochee at Morgan Falls Dam. Oh my God! The East Cobb people came out in droves and shut that project down. Huge, bigly. They didn't want people walking into their city? Abs- they didn't want people walking into their quote-unquote private backyard, which was owned by the Chattahoochee National Recre- Recre- Recreation Area. Um, if you look at Johnson Ferry and Columns Drive uh, across the river there to the right, there, there is a public parkland that goes all the way to Morgan Falls Dam. And it's just informal walking trails. And they were going to put a crushed aggregate trail path all the way back there, and they were going to build this bridge across the way. And the folks on East Cobb shut it down called Johnny Isaacson's office. Who knows what happened behind the scenes, but all of a sudden the the, the director of the National Park Service of the Chattahoochee National Recreation Area was reassigned because he supported it. And it's just been buried 
and it's been sitting around and and never went forward. Yeah, so that's with some powerful people up there. Powerful people. So you know we're building these trails. It's happening. Uh, you know slowly but steady. Um, yeah, but it's going to happen. We, we've talked about connecting the Beltline. Um, you went up through Sandy Springs. What about through Chambly? I've heard that Chambly, the PIB area, that was it the Chambly Trail System or something. There's their town center. Isn't yeah. that supposed to connect with the Beltline? Yeah, there's a there's a trail. So the the I know more about the Brookhaven folks. So this is called the Peachtree Peachtree Creek Greenway. Greenway that's okay, Peachtree Creek Greenway. Um, is is if you think about the path 400 going north along 400, this would be kind of following the I-85 corridor, mm-hmm. um, north east, and along Peachtree Creek, and uh, to the assembly plant. Eventually, yes. And there's a great advocacy group there led by uh, Betsy Edgers and and others that they they incorporated nonprofit, pay for study. They, they've done great things for local advocacy. They are the ones that really, really worked in getting Brookhaven to, to get that nine million bucks. So they're building this first mile uh, uh, over by REI there and the access road of 85. I don't mm-hmm. know which roads, but they're, gonna, they're, they're building a mile first trail. It's like um, what they call it, demonstration mile, miracle mile, whatever you want to call it, the first mile. It's all a commercial property. Right. Again, it's like, where's the least resistance? Build it, let it percolate, right? So it's the first mile. They're going to be building that. It'll start construction here I, sometime this year. Um, but so, so that's Peachtree Creek Greenway. Now, but there's other plans where we need to, we're supposed to be connecting inward into Shambly, say, along North Shalford or North Peachtree. If you go where uh, Savoy Drive is, and Mad Italian and, and that burnt down old, you know, the bowling lanes and stuff. And there's a big, big burnt down thing. Shanley bought and acquired some land behind there. So there's a green, uh, it's, 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 it's a creek back there that, that runs along. And Shanley owns that. And I, I, I had uh, lunch with Mayor Eric Clarkston a couple of years ago. And he told me that, you know, that's where they could potentially put a trail access along that way. But again, that's kind of going parallel to 285. We got to go south in there, right? So I don't really know exactly what their plans are of how they're going to link that, right? Or, it's just more teeth. It's more teeth, and the assembly thing. Boy, I tell you what, I'd love that if you look at the old GM plant, Doraville. Look at where Tilly Mill Road goes, uh, and in Dunwoody, and it goes over to Peachtree Industrial, right? And pff, you're in no man's land. That's totally. If you're outside of a car. It's horrible there, right? But <clears throat> somehow or another, you could take that under undercross where you go under Peacher Industrial at Tilly Mill and continue going on past the quick trip, whatever. It it basically will dead end. It's industrial, but it there's there's a place to cross over 285. What I'm getting at is if you built a multi-use trail along Tilly Mill, out to Peacher Industrial, out to Dunwoody, connect across 285 into the old GM plant. That's I was thinking to be easier than the other way. Yeah, that's what I would love to see. Now, how do you build it? It's either over or under 285 there, right? But hey. You could go back by Carver Hills. Mm-hmm. And that so, way, there's that little bridge you can go under. Yeah. So, you know, there's even a place there over at Spaghetti Junction. Um, they're, they're looking at going underneath. There's some huge culverts. Where my soccer fields are, yeah. There's tunnels. There's right? these huge tunnels. And now, of course, you're not going to go in there. It's flooding. But, yeah, they're thinking about putting a trail inside these tunnels. Yeah, my buddy was a part of that. <laughs> they were excited to find Which those tunnels. 
And now I'll talk a little, now let's talk about trails as transportation versus recreation though. If you really have trails as transportation, number one, they should be lit. Number two, they shouldn't be closed at night. So like our Brook Run Trail is closed at night. The Silver Comet Trail is closed at night. Do they? Yeah. So it's not transportation, it's recreation. It's not lit, right? I, our trails need to be 24 hours, need to be transportation, need to be lit. But they also should be engineered so that it shouldn't be washed out and flooded if we have major runoff. In, in Roswell, you go down, they've got this great new boardwalk, by the way. I don't know if you've been down there. Over by the Chattahoochee Nature Center. It's gorgeous. They, they built, so their trail system along the river, they've expanded it. And it goes all the way almost to the Cobb County line now. And it's this raised, true boardwalk Ooh. over marshlands. And that took many years to get to get National Park Service sign off because it's in Chattahoochee River. But it's literally raised in these pipes and, and so on. It's just gorgeous. Cycling, very slow recreational, right? You're not going to get a cardio workout, but it's great. It's beautiful. So you can go basically almost, um, you go Roswell Road, cross the river. You can park at any of those parks there. And uh, you can go right or left, and you could go like eight miles now. Yeah. But but it floods. It's flo- you know even, with, even over top the... It's flooded. Huh. The last couple of weeks, it's flooded in certain areas. So um, under the trail goes underneath uh, <clears throat> Roswell Road, by the way, too. So when you're taking Roswell Road over the Chattahoochee River, um, there's a trail that goes under the road. So you don't have to get up on the street, right? So there's a beautiful trail there, and it goes underneath the bridge, but it, it's flooded there right now with all that, the, 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 the flow of the increased uh, because of the rains and the, and the, the, the Buford Dam, the, the flow of the, the river, they're, they're increasing the, the flow. Actually, for the parents listening, a great place to park for that is that Splash Playground Park. I think it's 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 not East Roswell, but it's or actually Riverside it? Park or something. Yeah, that's what it is. Hanger yeah. right, yeah, yeah. cross the yeah. bridge, hanger right, park there. You've got bathrooms, you got Splash Park, you've got uh, uh, yeah, that's where I park. Yeah, yeah, you know, I um, I got I got hit by a car last August riding my bike up in North Georgia. And is uh, that why you're retired now? Not I'm ret- talking to us on a Wednesday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but I was I was. That's a long story, but the guy just clipped me. Fortunately, it could have been a lot worse. Um, he man on the left said he didn't see me. You know, it's, it's dead dead cell phone zone. But I fractured my left fibula, basically my ankle, left ankle, uh, fractured a left rib because his rearview mirror hit me uh, there, exterior, and then I just got multiple contusions and stuff. Helmet worked, thank you, by the way. But to come back from that, I just started, I didn't ride from here. I, I'm not riding around on the roads so much right now, but I would drive to the Roswell and ride on the river. And a part of my rehab is just took an older bike and went nice and slow, but it's a great, great way. If you're looking at just getting on a bike right now, A, go to Brook Run Park, right around there, right around Pernershall Park, right around over to Chambly Dunwoody, right? Now go over on Old, Old Spring House. Now take the bridge, right? Or get in your car, drive to Roswell, turn right on the Roswell River, on the river and park there. There's also another trail called the Alpharetta Greenway too. Um, uh, the, the Big Creek Greenway, Alpharetta Greenway. So go up to Holcomb Bridge, hang, go north on Old Alabama, and it's like a half mile on the left. Uh, drive down there and park. So where that, that new tennis place is right. Well, they're gonna build a new tennis park, and that would. That's where. That's where I heard about all you <clears throat> bike folks from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that and that's gonna connect. So they're missing like a two mile segment between Alpharetta and um, Forsyth County. And they're doing the design right now for that two-mile, two-and-a-half-mile segment as well. So that goes up to Windward Parkway right now. 
So without getting on a in a, on a That's road. That's a long way. Yeah, and you can actually it's 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 a wide sidewalk from the Chattahoochee River where 400 goes and the Chattahoochee, and that's a Willia Drive, Azalea Drive, change names, all sorts of things, Martin's Landing. So there's a big hill, but you can walk up that hill, or if you had an electronic bike, e-bike, perfect. It's a big, wide, 10-foot-wide sidewalk all the way to Old Alabama. I mean, Old Holcomb Bridge. And then you go Holcomb Bridge. So you could go all the way to uh, Windward uh, Parkway right now, today, almost without ever getting on a car. And then at two more miles, and then you can connect to the Forsyth County, and then you can literally get to the city of Cumming, and then almost to Lake Lanier. Next stop, South Carolina. Yeah. How do you feel about the Beltline? Do you ride your bike on the Beltline? Is that too dangerous <clears throat> on, for uh, you or other people? Or right? Because the Beltline seemed like the greatest place in the world for bikes, but I've been there and it's scary. Like, and it, I think those bikers, or I mean, maybe you can attest to this. They get a little frustrated because people are, you know, they've got their dog with the leash that stretches all the way across and. Right. So that one part of the Beltline that was first built, what was it, three miles or so, basically between Piedmont Park over to Old Fourth Ward, um, weekends are insane, right? And if I'm going to ride a bike, <clears throat> number one, I'm not going to have clip-ons. Or if I am a clip-on bike, I'm not going to physically attack. I'm not going to be clipped in because... You want to be able to jump off. <laughs> I'm going to be pedaling with one foot, and I'm just going to be coasting. Or I'm going to be pushing my bike with my feet. I'm going to be like a scoot bike. Because you're not going to ride, right? You're just not going to ride in that segment. I've never heard that <clears> term before. I did. I did. I would never have thought that you would ever clip your shoes into the bike. Is that what you're saying? Oh, oh, this is what you do. Um, you do clip-ons on the uh, bikes. This is what I have yeah, for for the road ride riding. If you're going to ride more than like five, ten miles at a time, you have clip-ins, clip-ons. So there's the pedal, and there's a fix, fix, affixes to the shoe, uh-huh. and you can pull up instead of push down. So you can when you're pedaling, it gives you you get yeah. another like thirty percent efficiency. You're pushing down with one foot, while with your clipped in, you can pull up with the other. How do you ever get your feet out to to it's, stop or balance yourself when you're not? Yeah, well, the first time you're going to fall down, and the second time you're going to fall down because you're going to forget to unclip. So y- y- there's tension, and you you have the loosest tension when you're first doing it, and it's a side little lateral move. You have to twist, oh. and it comes out. And then it just becomes muscle memory after a while. Yeah. So, yeah, that sounds horrible. <clears throat> huh. you, you get, I tell you what, though, it, it's way much more efficient if you're going to go long distances. Absolutely. But so here's what's going to happen. When they build the rest of the Beltline, when they connect the whole 22-mile loop, okay, then you're going to see that much less uh, in that one area. The, 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 it'll, be, it'll be more dissipated throughout the whole network of that. So you'll you'll have still busier areas, but then the flow will be much better, I think. Yeah. I think right now it's the, just the, ah, oh, let's go on the Beltline. Well, where you go? You go to one place. But that's they've, how I was. They've got the West Side Beltline that's open now. Um, that's uh, like, if you're a beer drinker, Monday Night Garage is down there. That's a great little cool place. Um, you got three miles of there. You've got this Lionel... Um, Hampton Trail. They've built this other side trail access over toward. There's this West Side Quarry where they filmed The Walking Dead and everything. Mm, it's gorgeous. You know, it's gorgeous out there. There's a trail. It's, it goes like four miles now. Um, it's not part of the Beltline, but it extends uh, north uh, west, and it's like you feel like you're in the middle of North Georgia Mountains, mm. right? 
So it's amazing, these trails. But again, as they build out the network, as they build the network out, I think that's going to be more dissipated. Um, there'll be less of just let's go to this one segment because it's really a destination, right? It's not just people that are living living along there. <clears throat> people are going there because that's that's what they want to experience. Yeah. So yeah, let's wrap this up. Yeah, you know, I just I say I say this: if you want to be involved, go to Bike Walk Dunwoody. It's a, it's an all volunteer group. Um, we have a monthly community bike ride the first Sunday of every month, uh, March through November, out at uh, uh, Village Burger. Um, it's at uh, 3 p.m. I believe. Just double check the website. Um, it's also on the city's website. So that's a small little ride. It's a casual ride meant for just folks just getting out. If you want to just experience just riding in your own neighborhood, because the idea is that you should. You know, you can, can you don't have to ride on Ashford Dunwoody, you don't have to ride on Mount Vernon, but there's other places you could ride and connect. And if you don't feel like riding on Mount Vernon, ride on the sidewalk, but let's see about making short trips and connecting, right? Um, so part A, just try to ride short distances, look at the maps, get involved, look at Bike Walk Dunwoody. If you want to volunteer, we've got an email list there. We'd like people to help help that. Um, sign up, attend public meetings, look at what's happening out there. But really, if you want to change the world, you got to show up. You got to be heard. That's the biggest lesson learned. I like it. Great. Well, John, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks a lot, Awesome, Jeff. guys.